0: This is a strategist episode 1015. My name is Zane Velchu with me as always, Corey Hogan, Stephen Carter, guys. We are recording on a Monday. Oh, and I am so glad we waited a
1: day. <laughs> yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> me
0: too. <laughs> uh, Stephen Carter. You know what? Sometimes we just got to jump into it. You can insert your AFL predictions in the middle of the episode. Let's move it on to our yeah, first we'll do, segment.
1: We'll do mid-roll for that. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll do yeah we'll do mid-roll advertising card. Remember when that was a revelation? Well, let's move it on to our first segment. Our first segment, Doctor Who. Corey, Dr. Dina Hinshaw is out as Alberta's chief medical officer of health. That's not a surprise to many, many folks expecting that. As Daniel Smith's rhetoric about... Uh, you know, Dina Hinshaw has been quite loud and quite sustained throughout her leadership campaign and even her first day as a premier. That's not the surprise. We have a new Chief Medical Officer of Health uh, replaced by Dr. Mark Joffe, an Alberta Health Services Vice President. His interim role began today and of course will be, uh, will continue until rescinded by appointment of, of the Health Minister. Uh, and, there, and there he goes. As scheduled, <laughs> Stephen Carter has left us again. This is, uh, Corey, before uh, before I continue, because I don't don't want to I don't want to spoil uh, the the nub of the point, the reason why you and I are so excited. Uh, should we discuss Stephen Carter's technology? Uh, should we discuss Stephen Carter's lack of accountability to the show?
1: Yeah, every time we start recording, Stephen Carter's computer crashes. Um, it is uh, a real inspiration to uh, to men his age everywhere.
0: Uh, Carter, I was on a roll and here he is. He leaves us for, for the greatest punchline. You know what, Corey? I'm going to roll with it and then I'm going to do the punchline again when Carter is back because that's what I want to do. I don't want to wait for him. I want you and I to experience this moment together as we deserve to. And then I want him to experience it alone as he deserves <laughs> to. Okay, <laughs> so AHS has hired a new, well, there's a, there's a new Chief Medical Officer of Health. I just mentioned Mark Joffe, Alberta Health Services Vice President. Uh, appointed by the Premier. An interesting appointment, Corey, because this seems like a very mainstream doctor who is an infectious disease specialist, has very mainstream views on COVID lockdowns, measures. But is there a chance, Corey, that the government of Alberta may have appointed the wrong Dr. Jaffe? Because according to some Twitter activity that has just begun, there is a Dr. Jaffe that, uh, that Danielle Smith has talked about, a pediatrician who's been a contrarian on COVID, on lockdown measures, on masking. I'm not sure if he's been a contrarian on the vaccination, but he's certainly been a contrarian. And Stephen Carter, you can come in for the end part of the punchline. He's certainly also named Dr. Jaffe. <laughs> <laughs> so Can't is have there, Is so. there a chance? Is there a chance? As I set it up for you, Carter... <laughs> I was going to do the punchline for you twice, but I'm not going to since you caught it. Is there Ugh. a chance that Premier Daniel Smith and the Alberta government may have appointed the wrong Dr. Joffe, not the one that they did eventually appoint, Dr. Mark Jaffe, uh, but the other Dr. Joffe, who's been the contrarian on COVID measures? Stephen Carter, let's start with you. Is a grand fuck up like this possible?
2: The, the way you ask it is really annoying because yes, it is possible. It is possible in the same way that it's possible that we'll get snow in August or snow in July. I mean, I've been along, I've been alive long enough. We've had snow in every month except July. It is possible. Is it likely? Is it likely? I don't think so. But is it possible? Absolutely, it's possible.
0: Uh, well, Carter, I'll come back to you in a second, Corey. Carter says it's possible. He says it's not probable. Tell me why it could be possible.
1: (sighs) Okay. And control your excitement. Control your excitement, please. So let's just start here. If it happened, it is the the funniest fucking thing to happen in a generation in Alberta politics. It is our own Four Seasons total landscaping. And so part of me, like, I just (laughs) want the joy of that i want the i want the, the glee that would come with that so i i have to kind of you know get out of that and just think about these things is it possible it's like in the movie 12 angry daves yeah it's possible you know if all you're asking is is it possible yes it is possible is it probable no is is it something that could conceivably happen I, yes yes it is for a couple of reasons. The way these things work really depends by the appointment. Some appointment Mm -hmm. processes are very rigorous. Some appointment processes are as simple as, "I want that person, go get me that person." And depending on what flavor of the appointment process we got, let let me let me put this. Let me paint a not insane picture that could have happened. Yeah, and then going to be insane. And then we're going to go. He says that
2: it's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. You go ahead. No, go ahead. Bring bring it on. (laughs)
1: Let's put it this way. If we had a situation where somebody said, we've got a list of people, Premier, who might be good chief medical officers of health. And on that list is the last name Joffe, And that's all she sees or sort of remembers in terms of the person she thought was pretty good when she made comment about him being a voice she listens to on COVID. She said, oh, Joffe, I like Joffy, Joffe's great. Then they would say, okay, Premier, no problem. We're going to go get Joffy right? That's possibility one. Possibility two is goes the other way, where the premier says, I've thought a lot about it. I want Joffey. Right? And so then they go and they find the wrong Joffy, and nobody sort of catches the first name thing. Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. Not probable. <laughs> not probable. It's just like, life is just not that. Okay. Funny. Life is not. You wanna know what's pissed <laughs> but, me but, off right but, here?
2: But you- what? Your option number one has me thinking that totally could have happened. I'm so pissed <laughs> off because seconds wait, ago wait. there was no fucking way. And now but I'm why? like, why? why? You, you know, know what? what? This that is, totally this is... could happen.
0: Corey Wren, because when you get a list of... of Alberta, Carter, you're the chief, you were former chief of staff. Explain to people how this is in the realm of possibility. Why did number two just like automatically tweak you? Like no number was there one. Some PTSD number or one, fl- sorry. Wh- why did number one just like why was there was there a flashback or something? Tell me, tell me what's going on here
2: because because you get a list of names, right? You get a short list. Every time something like this happens, you get a short list. and you read the short Who, list.
0: who's you? who's and you Like the premier's office in this case? The
2: premier's office reads the short short list, right? The minister of health is has put together the short list in conjunction with the bureaucracy. They come in and say to the premier, um, this is our current short list is there anybody on this list that you don't like or that you do like and or is there anybody uh, the you'd the like premier's to office, add us yeah yeah this is a very interesting oh i recognize that name Joffy Joffy i spoke to Joffy <laughs> i have met with Joffey. i really like Joffy and <laughs> the bureaucrats are like fuck we like we like Joffy too Joffy's our top pick and all of a sudden you're like well, then go get Joffe, go get him. I mean, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, yeah, Is that I mean, how I can works, see that. I mean, sometimes usually, it's like that informal. Well, yeah, but usually uh, you're not appointing the next CMOH. You're not trying to appoint a CMOH in two weeks, usually, right? Like I'm thinking the list of, uh, uh, I guess they're now uh, Queen King Kings. Uh, what was it called? The bench. QB or whatever QC, well, uh Queen's Council yes. now they're King's Council that that list comes through and someone's names on it that or someone's not on it that should be on it and like their cousin is on it instead that that's happened right where you you have the wrong person on the on the King's bench list that that you know like Jonathan Dennis for example got a a QB or a QC that couldn't have happened that had to be an accident um, so that would be it's something that you neck. could see was not. A, oh yeah. He was the minister of justice. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's hard to even remember. Hard to even think about.
0: Corey, you're you're yeah. rubbing your eyes. You're laughing because to you, to both of you, this is interesting because it's, it would be too good. Okay. But yeah. this also likes a possibility good. angle. It's just like, let's just relish that a bit longer. Uh, explain to listeners a bit more like around this concept of a, of a short list or, um how this could get lost in translation quite literally in some ways right like I, I
1: explain to folks how that how that works the
0: mechanics of government there because i don't think everyone appreciates i would say myself included in some cases
1: well look i there there is a process and that process is constantly evolving depending on the preferences of the premier and the premier's office and the premier's staff right um, there have been appointment processes that were quite rigorous and looked much more like HR processes in my time in government. Yeah, and then there uh-huh. were appointment processes that were get, appoint that person, draft up the order in council. I want that to happen, right? With with not a lot of discussion and not a lot that went on beyond even, you know, listen, I mean, I've seen it go out of sequence so many times. I've seen them appoint someone and then say, oh, we better do the background check once they're appointed. And, you know, it, this the kind of stuff does happen all the time. I want to stress. I also want to stress, I do ultimately, as much as I would find it amazing, think it's pretty unlikely that in the course of conversations, there wouldn't be like a clear misconnection if they started talking about the individual and the bio didn't line up with what the premier thought like that that to me, for such an important job, it seems really tough to imagine. Um, but boy, it's funny to think it might be the
2: case. you know the <laughs> the only reason I think it could happen is the speed right because speed, speed, speed is as a errors. factor
0: too fast yeah
2: yeah S- speed is errors um those two things you know you rush you're gonna make a mistake uh and i suspect that that this is one of those situations where they could have i'm not saying they have made a mistake i don't think that they have appointed the wrong person but it still lies in the in the realm of could and uh i quite like it
0: uh, you know I'll, I'll i'll get in some ways it doesn't even matter uh but cory before we move on to kind of our strategy version of this, and by the way, I will tell people that, you know, um, if a premier says, I want Jaffe, she could be mean- meaning any Jaffe. So I, what I would suggest folks to do is if you want to be next in line, uh, I know Elon Musk no lo- longer allows you to just get a blue check mark on Twitter, but you can change your name to Dr. Joffe online if you would like to do that. <laughs> yeah. That is something I'm encouraging. <laughs> I'm not telling I don't, you.
1: I don't encourage that. I'm not, encouraging everyone. Not legal
0: advice. Yeah. I'm just telling you that it is something you can do. It is within the technical possibility of Twitter for you to change your 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 screen name to Doctor Joffe. I'm not suggesting you should do it, despite the fact that I am. Okay, Corey. Yeah, exactly. uh, what what evidence do you see besides the ideological alignment that they made the wrong choice? Is there you know, Carter says speed. He adds speed to the list. Yeah, we know ideological alignment is. Not. Is there anything else? Either an X factor or an obviously blinding fact that you're like. I fucking think, despite the fact that this is this is maybe not probable, I think they got the wrong person.
1: Well, okay. Again, I'm going to start this by saying I still find it improbable that they got the yes, wrong person. Yes, right? Corey's like, giving so many caveats this show. So many it's caveats. Really...
2: After opening up how it could happen, he's just now walking <laughs> it all back. <laughs> oh, okay, well, be let's, be, ship, let's be
1: serious here. Uh, the real Joffe, the one who was appointed, somebody had to reach out to him and say, do you want to be chief medical officer of health? And I doubt he went, yep. I'm sure he's like, well, I want to talk to the premier, I assume, or I want to have a conversation with the minister. Like, it it, it feels really hard for me to imagine that there wasn't some sort of alignment. There. Do so, you Let feel like just... there's,
0: okay, is there any world where you could have been like, you got to take the job today because we just fired the old person? Yeah, no, for
1: sure there is. But I mean, <laughs> so it's, unlikely, it's unlikely. I'm explaining it away. I'm explaining well, it away, Corey. <laughs> All right. Okay. What was your fucking add, question?
0: My question was, I, is there any other evidence besides speed? Yes, there is and, one. What, which,
1: oh yeah, go ahead, Corey. I don't let deeply Carter jump circumstantial. In. Deeply circumstantial. And okay. it's, the, it's like, what an incredible coincidence that you had Daniel yeah. Smith within weeks saying, I listened to this Joffy, you know, the one, I think Ari Jaffe was it? I can't remember Ari the first Jaffe, name. Yeah. That. Yeah. All right. uh, About COVID. And then two weeks later, a different Joffe is appointed chief medical officer of health. Now, that's a hell of a coincidence. But coincidences do happen in this world. Right. Uh,
0: Carter, we've spent we spent 15 minutes on this. People outside of Alberta, people inside Alberta, like, okay, fucking stop. Unless they're not, unless they're totally on board and changing their Twitter uh, username, which, like I said, is technically possible for them to do. Uh, Carter, in some ways, it doesn't matter. Because of this this opens up a very interesting strategy conversation. Um, because let's just take the scenario that this was a fuck-up. This was the yeah. world's funniest political fuck-up outside of Four Seasons Total Landscaping. This was the Alberta version of Four Seasons Total Landscaping, as Corey's mentioned. Carter, they've, yeah. got a, they've got a pathway. They've got a pathway to say, oh shit, we have the wrong chief medical officer of health. And they've got a pathway to yeah. say fuck it, we have the wrong chief medical officer of health and we're going to rectify it. We're going to say, fuck it, we're going to get the right guy in place. Or they got the option to say, fuck it, we're not going to... We're going to save face and say, we went to get this guy the whole time. Mark Chaffee's our guy. This was our guy the entire time. They've got a choice. Yeah. So let's use this as a, as an exercise. Let's use this as a, as a strategy session. Which, if you were called in tonight, Carter... And one thing is clear for this purposes, for the purposes of these, this exercise, you guys fucked up. The premier says, what the actual fuck? (laughs) That is not the person (laughs) I want.
1: That is not the individual we need. That is not the Jaffe on the list. Carter's get, Oh, I get sweats (laughs) thinking about being the public servant. If that was the case,
0: Carter. Well, let's, let's go with Carter first. Carter, you've been a chief of staff. You've been the front line of defense. You've been the ultimate gatekeeper. What would yeah. you say and then subsequently advise to the premier if you got a call tonight at, at 9:15 p.m. the time that we're recording this?
2: I'd say, premier, this reminds me of the 2012 campaign when we accidentally made the wheels on the bus your breasts, and you, we acted <laughs> decisively to get, rid of, to get rid of that graphic, and we need to act decisively right now to get rid of this person, Mark Joffe, and bring in Ari Jaffe. if that's what you want then that's what we got to do because you're the premier and uh, you know, this person's not going to take us the right direction. I mean, I was, I was thinking as Corey's talking, there's one more aspect of this that we haven't covered and I'm just going to bring it in, even though you haven't asked me this insightful question, Zane. Yes. Um, you know, there there's rumors that a lot of the ministers that are currently there are there to make Daniel Smith's life more miserable. And this kind of begs the question, did, did Jason Copping know what he was doing? And do it anyways, right? Like, did he bring, did he bring in this person knowing that this is the wrong Joffe? But, um, Smith left the door open just enough for him to put his foot through it and, uh, he did it. So, you know, I, I do think that there are, there may be more reasons to this than, than what we were thinking. But, um, if, if I was being asked to do, to fix this, you're being you summoned it quick. It's gotta be, it's gotta be done before tomorrow. No, no, no. Like, Cardi,
0: you're not they're you're they're not being asked right to now. fix this. You're not being asked to fix this. You're being asked, are you choosing door A or are you choosing door B? That is what you're being asked. You are gotta you choosing it. It? you have
2: to you fix it? You gotta fix it. You have to that's f- the premier's choice. You can't say to the premier, hey, listen, we announced the wrong person. Um you know that's what that's what Rachel Notley did when she kept Corey Hogan. Um, there's another <laughs> Corey Hogan. Corey, it's, Morgan, yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, Corey Morgan is such a better communicator. Uh, than you, Corey. I mean, it's just obvious.
0: So you're, you're saying you have to fix it. We'll come back to that in terms of how that happens. Yeah. Corey, I'm giving you the same choice. You're being summoned. Carter doesn't exist in this scenario. You are the principal advisor to Danielle Smith. That's 15 that night. And
1: she's saying, what the actual fuck? What do we do now? What would you say, Corey? I would say after Stephen finished bloviating, I would say, now hold on, Premier. Just a thought I want you to consider here. You announce this individual, your base has not gone crazy online, as far as I can tell, saying that this person is too, uh, you know, too pro lockdown and too pro vaccine. Somehow we've dodged that bullet. And you have always said that the chief medical officer of health will only be one of the people you're going to listen to in the future. So you've got a moderate, sensible person that's going to play with the Calgary audience that we're trying to get right now. Mm -hmm. Why not lean into it? Why not? I I mean, frankly, my argument would be the same reason why I think that Mark Joffe sort of makes sense, right? Which is if you were trying to show that you are not going to be too extreme, you hire somebody into this role that reflects a more moderate position and you just dilute the advisory value of that position. So if that was not the plan, I would pitch it as maybe that's not such a bad plan, Premier. Maybe you go and you just lean into this option and you just disenfranchise it. You reduce the power of it. And so you don't need to say, oops, we fucked up because that's going to follow you forever. Like you accidentally <laughs> gave somebody the authority of the chief medical officer of health. I mean, <laughs> that's that's really crazy, right? So qualified individual, like this is not a situation where it's like, Mark Joffe, landscaper in Pennsylvania, (laughs) right? This is Mark Joffe, vice president at Alberta Health Services. Uh, Just lean into it. And if you're worried about what that effect may be on future policy, just reduce the authorities of the position. Carter, why
2: is Corey wrong? Why is Corey wrong with that approach? You can't just reduce the uh, responsibilities of the CMOH. And this is one of our discussion points. Hey. You, you keep can do going, it with, then what, I'll tell Northern you why you're counsel?
1: wrong. I'll tell you why you're wrong.
2: the rule, the, the, you know, the way... <laughs> well, now I'm all nervous. Oh, <laughs> I, I remember, I don't care what you say. Um, but, the, the you know, how a CMOH gets to behave is is dictated in the actual legislation. Uh, Dina Hinshaw didn't behave that way. Uh, that was her, I think, a strike against her, frankly, from a lot of people who thought she should have acted a lot more aggressively. Um, this This new... Joffrey, Joffrey uh, may be uh, a more aggressive uh, CMOH and may take the responsibility of being in the office a lot more uh, literally than, uh, than uh, Dina Hinshaw did. And
0: in, 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 in Corey, isn't there an ideological inconsistency that she has to make up
1: for if this was the wrong choice? Maybe. But what I would simply do, because we know that there's big changes coming to Alberta Health this fall, Right. Mm-hmm. We we know that there's going to be uh, a person given the authority effectively to begin overhauling the entire system. There are changes that she's considering. I suspect at least one or two of them will require changes to legislation. Put this in it. Make it part of a bundle of health reforms. Fetter his authority. And so even though, yes, I agree with Stephen, his authorities are in legislation. It's, a, it's been a little murky because of the way they're appointed and where they sit in the public mm. service, whether whether they can fully exercise those authorities. I tend to think, you know, don't look for the CMOH to save you. Look for your politicians to be better, is my general feeling about these things. Yeah, But you could, if you're that worried about it, just take the opportunity of reform that's going to happen this fall anyhow and just make this part of the reforms.
0: Okay, so here, let's, let's do this. Corey, you stay on your team. You are team, let's not acknowledge the fuck up. Let's yep. deal with it down the road. Carter, you are team, let's fix the fuck up right away. Okay, so stay on your teams for a second. Carter, you are on team, fix the fuck up. How are you doing it? What is the message? What is the tactic? You said you got to do it quickly. You gave us a few principles. I want you to now start rolling out the strategy. And I'll get Corey to build on it uh, in a second. Uh, but you are going to go first on this because this is this is a position you've taken. So yeah. what, what are, what are the, the the initial raw ingredients? What are you doing? What's some of the framework? How are you thinking about it? Talk to me about speed. Talk to me about timing. Talk to me about how. Talk to me about, does someone need to be thrown under a bus? Talk to me about messaging. Throw it all at me. How are you tonight strategizing um, getting the right Dr. Joffey with the least in place with the least political hurt to your principal and possibly, possibly to yourself as her chief of staff.
2: Well, I mean, as you know, I'm quite good at this. Uh, I'm very capable of not getting fired right away. Um, so I would say. You think someone's um, going to uh,
0: set the land speed record? The Stephen Carter land speed record is going to well, be broken? Stephen
2: Carter land speed. Yeah. <laughs> I think you need a, yeah, I think you need a, a fall person. Uh, someone needs to be the person who recommended this this uh, this doctor, and that person needs to um, fall on their sword and say that they'd made a mistake. And uh, this is, you know, they misunderstood the premier's instructions. Uh, the premier was very clear that she expected uh, the oc- other doctor, Joffy, and uh, he's far more qualified. He's far more open to looking at different sets of data, the full sets of data and so he, we're going to make sure that he's actually the CMOH. Um this current um Dr. Jaffe uh was brought forward by a bureaucracy that is trying to protect themselves and um they're not going to be able to just, you know, to pull the wool over our eyes for very long, just a day or two. And uh at that point uh, you just kind of, you know, put it out of the way. Okay. Boom.
0: I've got a few things here. I'm I'm going to shape, shape. I'm going to shape I'm going to shape a few things. The fall man is a fall person or just to be clear your fall person isn't the bureaucracy it's is it someone in the office
2: it'll be someone it'll be like a person it'll be whoever put that name forward i, I mean maybe if if depending on how um, minister copping held, carried himself it could be minister copping okay so if, it, got, if this was minister copping but it's a, politi- it's to a pull political. it's
0: a political it's a political fall person just so i'm clear
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a
0: political fall person, not a bureaucratic fall person, yeah. just so we're clear. Your message is. No, so we're not going to be high up. We're not going to let the bureaucracy pull the wool over our eyes any longer. We want the doctor yeah. that's open to it. <laughs> Talk to me a bit more, uh, Carter. Just so let me get a few more ingredients on it. How are you doing this? Is this a statement? Is this a 9 a.m. press release? Uh, It'd be a press it-
2: conference. It'd, press It'd be conference. somewhere where she stands up. She stands up and she says, This is, this. you would not believe what happened to me last night. You know, <laughs> last night I thought we were putting forward a, a, a highly qualified individual that broke the mold of CMOH. And instead, Minister Copping and his his Jason Kenny goons um you know put forward a person with the same name, thinking that they'd be able to pull the wool over our eyes. Uh, and I will admit they, they they did get the better of us for an hour or two, but as soon as we got onto it, as soon as we understood what was happening. We've made the right call and I've 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 accepted Minister Copping's uh resignation.
0: Okay, I'm Corey, I'm gonna get you to build on this. This is Carter's strategy. You're gonna build yeah. on it. You're gonna you're gonna no. play for the other team in a in a second. In a second. Nope. In a second. Nope. Um,
2: what do you mean nope? You are gonna you, this, this is the, is the point game. of the game. You then, play I'll the you game. Yeah, <laughs> then I'll let you go first. Yeah, then I'll
0: let you go first on yours. Oh, but you're gonna help him. Um, sure. Hold on, hold on, Carter. What else do I need from you? I got your fall person, it's political. I got your Timing. message the timing yeah. uh, tell me about your timing. Tomorrow morning?
2: Tomorrow morning. You gotta get it done as fast as you can. I mean it happened here on a Monday. You gotta get it finished by oh. the end of Tuesday.
0: <laughs> how are you how are you rolling out this other guy? What if he says no? <laughs> well,
2: he's <laughs> yeah, gonna get gotta, the nicest severance <laughs> package in the history of mankind. I mean no. someone's gotta break my no, no, record, no, right? No, like, no, the, no, no. I mean the, the Ari, other guy. guy, Ari, the, other guy Ari, the other guy's like, like, fuck that. He's, yeah, like, what if I don't he's want
1: like, like, no, I'm I'm more than happy to stay here. In my current role.
2: Well, maybe we should ask him first. Then that's a good <laughs> okay, point. So we that... should ask him first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah. guys have made a good point there. Okay. That was unexpected. I did not <laughs> okay. expect a good point from either of you.
0: Corey, I've got a, I've got enough clay uh, from Carter. Okay. Uh, you, you you got most of that, or do you want me to summarize it for you?
1: I think you, uh, yeah, you've been in the mud with him, but that's actually a turd, my friend. That's not clay at all.
0: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> well, that's just what a big he, piece of what dog he, shit. He, what are you breaking? What are you fixing? Because you have to play. You are, you are on yeah. team. Let's fix this. So what what are you dismantling of Carter's? What
1: are you keeping? Uh, go. Okay, so I have to actually be on the. Okay, we're we're changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, and then get, I'll get I'll get you. To, then I'll
0: get you. No, no, no. no. I'll, then I'll get you to play your team, and you'll go first on that. Carter will go second. Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, I'll I clean up your mess. What I would I what I would uh, look for as a strategy is to say, um, I wouldn't. I, okay, l- let's put it this way. I was going to make this point when I went on mine, but I'll make it here. The fall person who's political is a bad idea. You get to play that card once. Frankly, you get to use it once with the bureaucracy too. Don't use it here. You are the premier and ultimately you signed off on this. Literally, your signature is on the order in council, right? Your signature is on this thing where you made that fuck up. And the expectation in the public will be you You probably should have known who your chief medical officer of health is, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you just hear yourself? Did you hear what you just said? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know. Okay. I just wanted to check. Uh, So that's
1: very challenging. That's (laughs) very challenging for you. Put it modestly. I think what you probably need to do in this situation is own it. I don't think there's any calling it on somebody else. It is the mistake was, you know, a lot of people should have caught this, but the mistake was ultimately mine. I told them I wanted this individual. I saw the last name, and yeah, frankly, I screwed up. And that's not a screw-up I'm going to live with. We're now going to correct this, and uh, and we're going to move on. But I, but what are you going to do? Like, uh, Are you really going to look that asleep at the Switch? I, I mean, it's a bad idea overall, which is why I don't think you should do what Stephen is saying. But if you're going to do it, you've got to do it in a way that doesn't absolutely break. You lose your Fall Guy card. Okay, right? Yep. And you look you disingenuous and asleep at the switch. Carter, one second, I need you to clarify. Get another fall...
2: You get a new Fall Guy card a- after the election. So you only need one Fall Guy card for the next eight months.
1: And you think that she's not going to need another one within the next eight months? Oh That's no, your she's got a...
2: she'll have it nailed after this. This is the biggest mistake <laughs> she could possibly make.
0: Corey, are you keeping the press conference? Or are you keeping tomorrow morning? Are you uh, keeping the message? you the not... the? And you're not blaming the bureaucracy or you're not blaming the minister on this?
1: No, uh, I think what you're doing is you're having a sit down with a friendly media person and you're burying your soul on that. And then you are mm. having the minister probably uh, do uh, a bit of a follow up, but you're not looking like you're avoiding it. You're going out there first. You're making the opening statement and and you're dealing with it. Wait, when, uh,
0: can I, can I, can I ask you a sit down with a friendly media person? So are you sitting down with like a Don Braid
1: or,
2: or no, Rick, Rick Bell? No, yeah. Rick and Bell's moving his office up to Edmonton right now. Well, he's, he's just going to be based in Edmonton. I don't think
1: you've read enough Rick Bell columns lately. But <laughs> yeah, I think that you you want to call like a David Staples, frankly. Mm. right? Oh my God. Because David Staples can say, yeah, this is, you know, he can add that editorialization that you can't do without looking defensive. Like, how did the bureaucracy not know this? She has talked about this individual being a conciliary of hers in the past. And like that was actually a Staples article, I think, that this was reported in. Yeah, or at was, least there was some Staples conversation in there. So I, that would probably be my recommendation. But, I, you know, again, I wouldn't recommend this course of action at all. Let me just continue to kneecap it as we move along
0: here. Carter, are you, you know, despite hearing Corey's reservations and his new strategy, I have to do a gut check with you. Are you still committed to your, your pathway of trying to fix this?
2: What's our number one rule, Zane? Double down. All right, I'm doubling down. This is the best call in the history of mankind.
0: And that that comes from a guy so, who I don't think believes it at all. Let's so, say
2: let's say look, Carter, so but why what, don't you just uh,
0: double down on the appointment?
2: Yeah, so so hold on. The <laughs> problem with doubling down on the appointment.
0: <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, is you, you get
2: this guy as your CMOH. And the, the the Yeah. Honestly, I think that if you appoint the wrong person as CMOH, not like, you're supposed to be going through a whole bunch of big changes. In the coming weeks and months in healthcare, and you have now appointed a career um, AHS leader. This is a person who has led from inside AHS, and he's certainly not going to help you dismantle AHS the way you want to. So you you have to uh, get back onto the right footing uh, with the right person. This this is one of those situations where you need to to you know. Fo- Read reread your From Good to Great book and make sure that you've got the right people on the bus.
0: Uh, Corey, uh, j- jump in here um, from from your perspective to to what Carter said here. Because let's say you didn't have a choice. The premier said, "Fuck it, I want to fix it, and I want to fix it by tomorrow morning." Does that change anything of what you put on the board to how to rectify or how to better um, strategize Carter's suggestion here?
1: Uh I don't think so, I uh, because I think ultimately I would say, OK, Premier, well, then we're going to have to do this in a way that it has no possibility of kicking into multiple stories. So you've got to take a big bath on this. You can't blame somebody else because that somebody will be mad they got fired and then there'll be a leak about the conversations you had where you should have known. And all of a sudden it's a two day story and all of a sudden mm-hmm, it's a three day mm-hmm. story after your denial and all of a sudden it's a four day story. You've got to do the classic Danielle Smith move of saying, my bad, moving on. You know, and yes. we've seen her do this move multiple times already in her short premiership. She's got the template ready for the oops uh, news release. Just dust that one off. Um, have your your friendly media conversation, and yeah, it'll be a joke on Twitter for uh, uh, ever, but for sure the day. And you're just going to have to take that and, and rob it of any mainstream oxygen, so that it can't go anywhere else after the first day for sure, Rachel Notley will throw it in your face during a debate. But, you know, then you just say, well, you know what some of us do, Rachel, when we make mistakes, we own up to them. Now, let's Mm. talk about 2015 to 2019, where you heard Albertans, blah, you know, and then you just do your pivot. Just Be ready for it.
0: Carter, final final thoughts on yours. And then I'm going to try to distill a few lessons or a few rules on how to make an effective walk back that both of you have kind of Maybe not explicitly said, but we're going to make them explicit. But any final thoughts on this particular situation, Carter, before we move on to those rules?
2: Um, I think that I'm recommending a more aggressive course of action in part because it's the CMOH. And I'm not sure how uh, that will impact you know, the actual choices moving forward that Danielle Smith has indicated that she wants to make. So if if you're thinking this is too aggressive and too much, it probably is under most under normal circumstances. If we were just simply appointing another, um, you know, king's council, uh, it wouldn't be an issue. But we're not. We're appointing the the person who gets to decide how uh, we respond to um, medical situations in the future. So be aggressive. Uh, get who you want. It's the premier's right to choose, and if this isn't her choice then you have to go back and make sure that it is your choice.
0: Corey, let's make some rules out of this. What's one of the rules for a political walk back? You guys have been discussing quite a few things. What do you think one of them is? We'll, we'll go back and forth and try to make a bit of a list.
1: Do it, do it all at one go. Don't walk mm. back slowly over multiple days. And, and so if the story is going to have anywhere to go after your first walk back, it's not a very good walk back. Walk further than you think you need to. Don't give it an opportunity to evolve. And and it's as we always say, it's the cover up that kills.
0: Carter, any 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 rule you want to add to the mix?
2: Uh no, I think that speed—you know—the speed with which you admit the problem—it gets you out of your cycle. So the faster you make you say you were wrong, the the faster you're out of this.
1: Yeah, don't spend two weeks if you know two weeks from now you're just going to end up in the same place. Just do it.
0: Nicely done, Corey. We're going to move it over to you, but just before we do that, let's go to our headlines. Our first and only headline comes to us from the Irish Times. This is one of those, once you think about it, you can't stop thinking about it headlines. Piers Morgan denies claims that he is Pigeon Lady from Home Alone 2. That's it. That is the headline. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, he, but he is, though, yeah. right? He, but he is. Right? I don't think I've you ever can, seen Home Alone 2. You're a fucking idiot. What's wrong with you? I, is this, you've just made the show worse. We were on such a roll, and now you haven't seen Home Alone he 2? Watching, he was watching Dave. What do you do during Christmas? Now I just what do you like? Explain this to me.
2: I, I go uh, skiing. And watch Dave. This was
0: not about you, Carter. This is not about you, Corey. We're going to go to you. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to go to you, Corey. You are on team. Let's not fix it. Let's punt it. Talk to me about how you're punting it. You've thrown a few things on the table in, in our previous discussion. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the message. Talk to me about the timing. Talk to me about how you answer media questions tomorrow morning about. Come on, you guys fucked up, right? So so address all of these things around your let's not fix it, even though we totally know we fucked this up strategy.
1: Yeah. So Carter has proposed that we have a media problem and a public problem instead of a stakeholder problem. And mm-hmm. I'm going to propose that you have a stakeholder problem, potentially, instead of a media problem. Uh, because, of course, if you take this approach of, listen, we want somebody moderate, somebody mainstream, somebody with impeccable credentials, Yes, we, we appointed Joffe because he was the right person for the job. We welcome viewpoints that we don't agree with, but we've always said that those viewpoints need to be balanced out with other viewpoints and other considerations. And I mean, it's hilarious you think that we got the wrong Joffe. but I'll tell you what, I'd happily listen to Ari Jaffe as well as one of those <laughs> voices as we're moving forward. But Mark is the right person for this job, for this job. Uh, that's your message it's easy enough and in terms of selling the premier i would just say premier listen i once planned to start a political podcast with a professor of law from yale and here we are years later and everything (laughs) worked out okay it's fine you can live with your second choice you can live with your third choice uh and all you've got to do is just manage your expectations and you've got to manage their authorities and and i think in this case I would pitch that, uh, that um, you know, legislative bundle that's there underneath it. Uh, I will I also mean- say, <laughs> Stephen has somewhat misrepresented the job of the chief medical officer of health. No, I It's not outside of a pandemic exactly like the highest stakes job. I Listen, in my time in government, I had to work with the chief medical officer of health. When I did, it was usually a big deal. Like it was something that went on. But you could go like a year without having to talk to the chief medical officer of health in in sort of the normal circumstances of things, right? And so you've just got to keep that in mind too. It's all about risk and probability. And the probability here is that you're not going to have the same situation going forward, especially given what you've already committed to with COVID-19 and what you're willing to do in terms of masking, answer, not reintroduce them. In terms of vaccine mandates, answer, not reintroduce them. So you know, you know, those are things the chief medical officer of health can't really do. Like those, do require legislative authorities. The masking, I suppose they could. Uh, yeah, they but could. But certainly, you know, the the idea of a vaccine mandate is going to require more than a chief medical officer of health.
2: They could jump in on the school situation in Edmonton or Calgary with the high vac- um the high number of kids that are missing.
1: Carter, are you just going to all
2: kinds of stuff?
0: Are you going to just let Corey drive by the fact that you are not the Stephen Carter that he wanted for this podcast? That he in Listen, fact wanted one Stephen L. Carter and uh, one Ali Velshi on this podcast.
2: I'm not going to lie to you. If uh, if he'd been available, I would have preferred that that Stephen Carter was on this podcast too. Because uh, <laughs> he, you know, I think I've said before, you know, he he uh, he took some bad raps with me. You know, there's not there's some people named Stephen Carter in the world that uh, have trended on Twitter that really don't understand what the fuck's going on in Alberta, so. <laughs> I'm. I apologize to them. I have been not a great partner,
0: Carter. I, I make this better. Here's Corey's. Here's uh, cory's general framework. We go out. We say if there's any questions that you're ridiculous. Of course, we we value a multitude of perspectives, including Dr. Joffe, who we've hired. We'd of course value Ari Jaffe's perspective as well. In fact, we might hire all of the Joffe's uh, <laughs> on on Twitter. Anyone whose name Dr. Joffe gets a job now. Um. But we, we we value these perspectives, uh, you know these multitude of perspectives. Corey, what else did you have in in your mix? that's that's kind of what the, the main
1: thrust of what I wrote down. We value the multitude of perspectives. Meanwhile, you're doing some restructuring of AHS mm-hmm. and um, and healthcare more generally. So uh, in, if, you, if there are things that make you particularly squeamish in terms of the authorities of the chief medical officer of health, just fetter them. You know, make them subject to certain oversight by cabinet or or whatever you see fit. Carter, make this, make this better. What are
0: you keeping? What are you taking from Corey's uh, um, strategy here? The premier has asked you that this is what you guys have to do. We are not letting this um, go public. We are ensuring that we tell people this was the exact person that we wanted. That was Corey's sort of strategy. Uh, what is yours? What are you adding to it? What are you aware of? Because there's a few questions I want to ask you guys as follow-ups, because with this strategy, it's not about what you need to do immediately, but what you need to necessarily plan for. So I want to talk about those things in a second, but Carter, build on this for, for, for a bit.
2: Well, I think the the number one thing is to um, announce maybe if you wanted to do this and, and you Like, it's kind of premised on did you hire the right person to begin with? If they've hired the right person to begin with, then just continue business as usual. In this case, they have not hired the wrong person.
0: The entire scenario here is they've hired the wrong person. Okay. I do not know what the fuck you have been doing, but the entire thing here is we have entered into the framework that they've hired the wrong person.
2: Okay. Well, I'm really glad that you made that clear. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank Um, you.
0: Slight frustration because we're, I don't know, 40 minutes into it, Carter, but that's fine.
2: Well, now I've lost my train of thought. There was going to be something really brilliant there. There wasn't because um, <laughs> I would, I would also then be announcing my a number of my other advisors. Um, you know we we've assembled. A, you know, here's where we're going in healthcare. They, she started to assemble or she started to announce um, where she's going. You know that there's going to be updates in the next week or two about what she's going to do with AHS. Why not name a few of the advisors? uh, that she's meeting with, that she's listening to as she's developing her, uh, her plan, uh, because you're not just pulling this plan out in a vacuum. Who are your experts? What, you know, what are their qualifications? Let's start announcing some of them as well, because, um, Dr. Joff, Joffrey is just, or Joffrey is just going to be one of the people talking to you. Here are four or five others. Um, and, uh, these four or five other people, each one of them are highly qualified. Each one of them brings a different point of view, uh, different uh, experiences. But that's why they're on this team is to make sure that we have uh, the robust points of view that we need. Not just we're just getting an alternative point of view from uh, Dr. Jaffe, but instead we're getting an, we're getting significant, you know, significant internal debate uh, from having all these different advisors because this is this is how you get the best type of government.
0: So, well, so what you're doing here is you're ultimately adding to this. You're saying where's the additional appointments, almost kind of not burying it, but trying to make it less important or, uh, amongst a constellation of other appointments in the healthcare sort of vision that you're trying to mold. Corey, what do you think of that? Uh, your your thoughts on that? And then I've got some follow-ups for both of you.
1: I mean, it's fine. The- it's fine. It's, it's oh, fine. It's like I, the easiest thing to do is simply just sort of embrace it and, and not worry too much about it. That it's uh, a problem. But the idea that you immediately rush out a couple of other people, I guess my fear would be that looks a little bit scrambling potentially mm. Right? like, Oh fuck. Okay. I guess we've got to have a couple of other people around. Now, is there a way to do it? That makes sense? Yeah, I think so. Um, there is, there's certainly a way there's a version of that that works, but you're introducing another potential fail point. You're introducing a bunch of names that may be satisfactory or not for people. Why not just leave it vague as to who you're getting advice from and uh, and just conclude there? Unless you have a stakeholder problem. So like I said, I would rather have the stakeholder problem than the media problem. But on the stakeholder side, I think I just react. I think I say to people, if they're calling mad, I always said, it's just going to be one of many voices. I do want to hear contrary voices. I'm not somebody who's afraid of contrary voices, mm. but we, we do have other people around. And then you almost let them lead the conversation a bit. And when they're like, well, what about a person like that? You go, yeah, that's absolutely the kind of voice I'm talking about there. But Sorry. the minute you've defined the universe of voices, that the, the people they may have in mind may not be in that universe.
0: That's that's an interesting point. Okay, let's talk about, let's talk about it through a few additional risks and scenario planning. Corey, mm-hmm. this is kind of like burying a body. A few people know. <laughs> few people need to know. Few people probably texted or emailed or had conversations back and forth, being like, "What the fuck? We got the wrong guy." There's probably a <laughs> constellation of a half a dozen
1: people that know about in, this. In this scenario, and we've, scenario, seen, and in we've this, seen in po- yes, go in ahead. this kayfabe where we're saying that this happened. Which yes, yeah, yes, yeah, okay. yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We are we are entering into the world of the academic for the purposes of creating content for our listener base, all who are named Dr. Jaffe. Now, Corey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so let's just say there's a half a dozen people that actually know this was a fuck up. We have seen in politics that leaks can happen, that vendettas can, can easily uh, be engineered, manufactured, bubble up. People might trade this information, they might hold it as leverage, Talk to me about, because with this strategy, it's less about what you do today, more about how you plan for tomorrow. Talk to me about how you're planning to prevent a leak of this, because I might suggest that a leak of this six months, three months down the road could be way more damaging than Carter's strategy of going out tomorrow and saying, we fucked up. So talk to me about that scenario and and how you start beginning planning for that and what you need to do. And I'd like both of your insights on this.
1: Yeah. So there's two basic scenarios here. Either you start playing the piano outro music from Layla and you take <laughs> care of business or or you deny everything. And it depends. Like if there's text from Danielle Smith saying, oh, man, I'm freaking out. I I, I accidentally did the wrong joffy." Well, then you got a problem. There's, nobody's disputing <laughs> that. did right? the wrong Jaffe. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's a different situation, if it's a situation where all of a sudden staff are saying, oh, fuck, it's the wrong Jaffe. We were supposed to do it. Then you just say, that's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. People, they let their imaginations get ahead of them. I signed the order in council. I know Mark Joffe's name. I know Ari Joffe's name. No mistake was made. This is the kind of nonsense that we sometimes see get spun up in politics. But this is I, I hear that, Corey,
0: for the second ring of staff. But there's a first ring of staff that probably all, before the Premier gave her directive tonight at 9.15 p.m., were all like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is the wrong person. They know the baseline. Listen, yes. So well, what do the, you do with that group?
1: Prevention is better than cure. And th- that first group of staff should be smart enough to keep all of that off of email and text. Right. And and that's just not the kind of paper trail you want to create. Ever that's an insane paper trail to create when you're still trying to get to ground and figure things out. Is
0: there anything you can but prevent Sindel's them fault. from, le- Carter? Is there anything you could do to prevent them from leaking this information going forward? Let's just say they sour on Premier Daniel. We've seen that happen. We've literally seen saw that happen with the last premier's staff. They soured on him and were like, "Let's just air out some dirty laundry." Carter, how do you prevent for something like that? Like to me, that seems like a really high risk with Corey's strategy. Maybe you guys might disagree, but. That seems like a really high risk,
2: Sure. It's high risk, so make you know make a joke out of it early, you know, neuter it as fast as you can. Um, man, did you guys see Andrew Leach all over this thing? That was hilarious. I laughed my ass off when I saw those tweets. We know who are you know anybody who says that this was a mistake um, has just kind of gone off the deep end of speculation. uh we I, I'm able to tell the difference between two jaffes. Well, um,
1: and then also, if there are those texts Dane, it was a joke, yeah. like we were all having a we're laugh after we saw the uh, Andrew Leach thing. You we were just saying, oh, man, we were pretending as though it was real. We, we obviously know the difference between two joffies.
0: Let me let me throw another scenario at you. Carter, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, let's say what, what Corey mentioned hasn't happened yet happens, which is that the base gets frustrated. They're like, what the fuck? Yep. Like, we we are on the verge of potentially, maybe not in this province, but uh, having a national conversation once again, To Carter, to a point you made earlier on reintroducing masking, perhaps not using the word mandates yep. after it, but reintroducing masking, reintroducing other measures that might be necessary. Let's say yep. his advice leans in that direction and the base that elected her now it gets frustrated being like, what the fuck is happening here? How do you prevent for that in the strategy where you're swallowing your pride and saying this was the right guy that we appointed?
2: Um, I think the best way to do that would be my you know, kind of small council of people that are going to be appointed uh, to be advising the premier later. Um, bring in some new names. And, and to Corey's point, uh, moving quickly again is probably not the, the smartest play. Um, but you can move relatively quickly when your base starts to, uh, boil over, just come back at them a few, uh, a few days later, a few weeks later and appoint new people and say, if this was always the plan was to have multiple, uh, advisors, here are four, more advisors that will be advising the premier on this AHS thing. It's, she's already signaled that it's coming in two weeks anyways. So let it come two more weeks. Yeah. It's going to be fine.
1: Corey, what do you what do you think you want to add on that? No, I think I think that's right. Uh, this is not about this you, particular. Could you capture yeah.
2: that part where you just said that's right, and then play it back for me every once in a while?
1: Just as you're trying to go to sleep at night.
2: Yeah, that'd be really nice.
1: Make the tears stop. Yes. Well, we can look into something.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, right.
1: One of the things that I am having trouble reconciling right now is that a vice president at Alberta Health Services was made the chief medical officer of health when we're talking about a future reorg of Alberta Health Services. So I'm assuming either there were conversations about his future in AHS or not. Yeah. Or this is a very weird future problem potentially for the government of Alberta. Interesting. Because if you fire them from their AHS executive job, which they're keeping based on the government news release, but not... Uh, you know, as chief medical officer of health, that's a very strange situation. So I'm, um, you know, I'm having trouble reconciling that, but, but I guess the broader point I would want to make and why I mentioned it now and what triggered it is there is going to be change in the system going mm. forward. And you have a lot of opportunity to, to revisit some of this stuff. You can treat the appointment almost as, and I, I think I've seen it a couple of places almost described as interim, but like you could describe it effectively as an interim position. Like, well, we did that because we needed a chief medical officer of health. Well, we figured out the system. Now we have this different system. It's not the same. You know, there's multiple medical officers of health. It's a triumvirate or whatever the hell they come up with. And we, we thank Mark Joffe for his service. Now he's only one of three CMOHs with his cousin Ari and, uh, and you know, with the horse-paced guy. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's fine. You know, like there are ways you can manage this. You actually have a bit of a one of the things that I think to broaden the point in the strategic lesson is when things are in flux, you've got an immense opportunity uh, hmm. to to kind of play with this, the rule set that you otherwise would feel bound with, right?
0: What do you I, mean by I that? Agree. What do you mean by
1: that? Well, I would agree with Stephen that, oh no, like I've appointed a chief medical officer of health I don't like as a big problem. But it's not a big problem if the job itself may be changed, you know, a couple of weeks later. Like you can be creative. You can be lateral. You can move your way out of that situation here. And um, that's just just an opportunity for her to avoid having an awkward uh, reversal because she controls everything about the situation right now. And she has already signaled everything is on the table. Carter, let's add to that broader strategic lesson. So
0: Corey's got, you know, immense opportunity when you're in flux. What other sort of broader strategic lessons do you have on this side of the ledger where we kind of discuss the, and I'll be totally clear, we do not think this is, you know, on the balance of probabilities, what ended up happening. We used it as an academic case to explain strategy. But Carter, what are some lessons around, let's say, this broader approach of um, accepting your, your pride, maybe not trying to rectify a mistake right away? What other lessons or broader sort of rules would you add to the lesson book for people uh, at home uh, who are keeping track
2: uh time when you're in Again. government time's on your side yeah you you've got more time than you think you have uh to rectify or move these things so um take the time take a look at what you've got to do sometimes there's action that's required immediately and sometimes it's not required immediately and it is a very difficult task to try and figure out which situation you're in at any given moment um, but you know, when you've signaled that massive change is just coming down the road anyways, you have until at least that massive change comes down the road. So don't, you don't, really need to do anything until, um, until your big changes are ready, to, you know, are going to come, uh, come through, uh, the normal pro, you know, through, through the processes that you've defined.
0: Corey, any, any final lessons to add on this before we, before we move on?
1: Well, yeah, sometimes you've just got to steer into the skid. You've got to sort of weigh oh. what a reversal is going to cost you. And as a as a result, you make a decision there based on the situation as it is, not the situation as it was yesterday. And um ultimately these these lessons all play together because you you don't need necessarily to reverse yourself uh in every situation that goes wrong. Sometimes you've just gotta you've gotta find a different path forward and you just gotta work the problem and move through it. And in a situation like this, I'll just, again, I'll say, knowing that it's in flux, knowing you've made comments about, uh, you know, how you're going to listen to multiple advisors, not just mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You've got an opportunity here to to think creatively out of your problem. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel a little funny because some of the commentary we're giving was like, oh, yeah, just say it was a joke. That's clearly a lie. What Stephen and I were talking about was just clearly lying in the future. But um, but you do also need to sort of look at what your your potential downside risk is. And again, if there is a, like a group chat with Danielle Smith melting down over it in front of like her entire caucus, different strategy probably can be considered.
0: As we round this out, let's keep it on the specific Carter. What would um, opposing parties, opposition groups do with this as it stands as a fluid situation now? Would you beat on the drum that you got the wrong person? Would you stay out of it? What would your top line advice be? Uh, in that regard, Carter, and then I'll go to you, Corey, on the same question.
2: I think this is one of those situations where, as an opposition party, you don't have to, you know, jump on everything that, that pops up. Um, this isn't going to be a thing that riles up anybody outside of the 15 people on Twitter and now the people listening to this podcast. It just isn't a major, you know, election decider. Um, you can't necessarily use it as a situation of bad judgment without impugning other people. That aren't political, you know you, you have to kind of go after Dr. Uh, Ari Jaffe and and you know he's he didn't do anything wrong he's just sitting over there having crazy ideas and that may that probably isn't enough to get dragged into this political discussion um so my my thinking is uh, you know don't swing at every pitch this is probably a you know something that's not going to have real impact, and if it does have real impact, it'll have real impact three days from now. So wait it out and see if it's really going to have impact.
1: Corey? Yeah, look, I agree with all of that. I do think, though, that if this has a potential to be problematic for Danielle Smith, it's not actually people like us saying, oh, my God, wouldn't it be funny if this was the case? It's if her base gets upset that a a relatively moderate, well, not relatively, a moderate physician with impeccable credentials, uh, very high up in A.I.H.S is now the chief medical officer of health. That's probably not the view of some of her supporters as to who should be the chief medical officer of health. And um, I don't think there's a lot of harm, frankly, in her poking that bear a little bit and almost saying, like, I'm really happy with this chief medical officer of health pick. Uh, Seems very pragmatic. I I noted that they were a supporter of vaccines. I noted that they they see uh, that ivermectin was was not uh, you know, this miracle cure that some people have claimed it would be. And I I noted that they've got deep healthcare expertise. They've got a lot of experience running the healthcare system. I think this is a pretty good pick. Now, Rachel Notley saying that could have a hilarious effect on Daniel hmm. Smith's base. And I wouldn't be afraid to do that. But I certainly wouldn't be impugning Ari jaffe for the reasons that Steven said. Plus it's just a distraction. He's not on any ballot, right? And I mean, it is a complicated thing because you're basically saying, I think your judgment is so poor. You clearly made a mistake because this is actually somebody who is not, you know, you, you know, you started this off saying, by saying this was a moderate, respected, you know, highly qualified physician and it might be a mistake or wouldn't it be, and, you know, some people <laughs> yeah, think yeah. it's a mistake, but you know, at the end of the day, the outcome is not a bad one. The result is not a bad one. And it's pretty tough to slam somebody for doing something that actually makes sense.
0: We're going to leave that segment there. That segment, of course, brought to us by Flair Airlines. Flair Airlines, it's a joke. Let's move on to our final not. segment. <laughs> what? What do you mean, no? Not, not you're brought just, you're to you just like, us. It's like Pavlovian. You're just like Pavlovian. No, what do you mean? Uh, it was brought yeah, you, yeah. to they, they sponsored it, Corey. No, they didn't. I, nope. I've got the receipts in our text group, Corey. <laughs> okay. I'll leave it to you to say it's a joke. Okay. Once I show, once I reveal it to the world. I leak it? Let's <laughs> move on to our final segment. Our final segment over under our lightning round. Stephen Carter, we do it for you. Stephen Carter, are you in or out on Justin Trudeau? Um, jumping Just in, in general? to make oh. a special appearance on Canada's Drag Race. Uh, I didn't understand the political th- th- thinking behind this. I- I've never seen the show, so I have to be honest with you. But are you in or out on Justin Trudeau uh, appearing on Canada's Drag Race, which uh, caught some uh, media attention and some headlines this week?
2: First time hearing of it, I'm out. <laughs> Corey,
0: are okay. you in or out?
1: <laughs> not the first time hearing of it. I'm in. I, I think it's kind of harmless, good fun. What's what's not to like? Everybody loves that show. The reason I,
0: I kind of say I don't understand the political thinking behind it is is your thinking right there could just be it, right? It's a it's a harmless show. It's like popular. People like to watch it. Might as well have the prime minister on it. I might be overthinking it, but I'm kinda of curious if we if we have a couple of seconds, and, and of course we do because I run the show, um, is now, let's talk about how these decisions are made in, 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 some cases, I suspect they're as clean as Corey's Carter that they're just like, Hey, this is a fun show and they're good people. Um, but how do you kind of choose where to expose your, 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 your leader and, and, and especially in a pop culture and mainstream media sense and where that kind of turns into overexposure. Any thoughts on that?
2: Well, I think that, you know, um, I remember working with Joe Clark and, and, uh, Jan Arden was shooting a pilot a comedy show and uh she asked Joe to Joe to be on it and, and it was terrible i mean it was absolutely tragic and the the uh the skit got canceled the show the pri- the the uh pilot never made it to air um it was not a good good situation but we put him in because he you know wasn't asked to do anything else uh the <coughs> prime minister literally gets way more opportunity and uh I think they need to just choose their spots for, you know, the, the the PMO needs to choose spots very carefully. And the reason I'm out is I just don't think it has a high enough profile. Um, I think that, hmm. you know, it it's it's a niche program for a niche group. Um, and I think I, I would argue probably that that's all programming on television right now. But uh, I just, you know, I, I just don't see the upside.
1: Corey, oh, I, any I thoughts? Think <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. such obvious upside. I, I'm I'm surprised that you would say that. For starters, it is signaling like support of of a community, right? We've and done
2: that. Mm-hmm. We've done that. It's okay. over. We're all there. Is it over?
0: I don't. I think it has to be oh, a consistent yeah. relation. Okay. Anyways, let it's Corey a, let Corey oh, finish. It's contrast
1: Why? with Pierre oh. Poliev, who I I can't. I have a hard time imagining uh, going on on really any kind of light hearted program,
2: mm-hmm. let
1: alone you know Canada's. Uh, what is it, Canada's Drag Race? Is the Canada's Drag Race, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's um that's fine. It's it's a contrast. It's it's fun. It's probably got a fairly good audience as far as Canadian programs go. And um I think it's fine. Like I, I really I don't see the harm. I think you probably get more audience for that than question period, and it takes a far lot less time than question period, so why the hell not? Corey, let's talk about yeah. things that produce harm card. I'm gonna
2: be upset when uh when Pierre's on Little House on the Prairie.
1: <laughs> I guarantee you I will not although <laughs> will he just please like an That's angry tree
0: in the corner just being like I shouldn't. Uh, no 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 be, no it's more like admiring to the point of orgasm, the wood. sorry he'll be, the construction he'll
1: be, of the house yeah sorry i forgot yeah. he'll be
0: admiring the tree he'll be touching that wood uh, carter <laughs> uh, actually i'm gonna go with Corey on this Corey, on a scale of one okay. to ten tell me about the damage the notwithstanding clause and its execution by doug ford has caused him and his government Divorce that from what may have happened with with QP, The notwithstanding clause itself. I know this could be a two-hour discussion, Corey, but the damage is done to Doug Ford on a scale Uh, of 1 to 10.
1: I'm sorry to say I think it's a 3 or a 4. Like I don't Hmm. think it's significant. I think the way that he's managed to navigate it did not create lasting harm. Ultimately, I was always kind of skeptical that Canadians were going to hold him, or Ontarians, I guess I mean, were going to hold him too much to account for the use of the notwithstanding clause, given... They never have before. This is not the first time Doug Ford's used it. Now, obviously, it was a, a very irregular situation that he was proposing um, you know, to, to get rid of bargaining rights. But hey, Quebec has used it rather capriciously. Ontario's used it capriciously. I mean, it, it's it's overused. I think there's a bigger conversation about the notwithstanding clause and whether we should have this loaded gun in our constitution when we have so many children running this fucking place. But um you know that is probably a bigger conversation. I don't think it's going to do lasting damage, unfortunately, with the general public. Uh,
0: Carter, notwithstanding, Clause Doug Ford and his usage on a scale of one to ten, one being very damaging, ten and uh, to one being not very damaging, ten being very damaging. What would you give it to Doug Ford and his his PC government in Ontario?
2: I think that it was a probably a six or seven. Um, I, really? I don't think it's one of those those bombs that's going to go off and 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 haunt him forever. Uh, but I do think that he's really hurt, damaged his his everyman reputation. Um, you know he's gotten in the way of of the union movement, and I don't think I've seen the union movement quite as riled up against a politician for quite some time. Now that I don't, the reason I'm not putting it at as a ten is I don't think that that's his core audience. Um, but I do think that um that's going to cost him some votes moving forward, and he's certainly not going to be as popular as he was. Um, but I do think there'll be a lot of, a lot of Ontarians who say, uh, finally, someone who's just standing up to make sure that we, you know, get the right things at the right price. Yeah. I'll tell Carter, you I'm going to
1: start. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. <clears throat> um, the only reason I would give it a three or a four is because of its effect on the labor movement, which Doug Ford has gone out of his way to court in the past. And it's yeah. been noted that, uh, he had a fair bit of union support last election. And this is, this is how he repaid that. Right. Um, but I think amongst the general public, it's not going to have any resonance in a year. You know, it, it might have some now, but it will not in a year.
0: Carter, we spent a good hour plus on something that probably didn't happen. So let's talk about something that might happen. <laughs> Carter, are you <laughs> okay. are you going to, are we going to see, as Albertans, Ari Jaffe, the other Dr. Jaffe, appointed anywhere in Danielle Smith's new AHS infrastructure, her vision, her other appointments. Are we going to see that name pop up somewhere? Yes or no, Carter?
2: Um, I don't think so. I think that it would be an informal relationship if it was anything. Um, not every advisor needs to be listed on a masthead uh, in the premier's office. So, um, you know, if I was advising her to, you know, if she wanted to have, um, you know, this this particular uh, Dr. Jaffe, then uh, she can have that. this Dr. Jaffe. Just why would you bother with the pain of bringing him in in some official capacity?
0: Corey, are we going to see uh, Ari Jaffe anywhere on uh, the Daniel Smith re Alberta healthcare system uh, org chart? Uh,
1: nowhere that prominent. I could see him being on some committees, perhaps, uh, that are struck, but I, I can't imagine... Like let's put it this way: If there's like a premier's task force on COVID measures, maybe, maybe that's somebody he he, or that they would put on there. But I don't generally think you're going to see that name uh, in like a big, prominent, permanent role in government.
0: Corey, final question: I'm going to have to ask it to you. I'm going to have to ask it to you, Corey. After the hour we spent together dissecting the theoretical, dissecting the perhaps impossible, has your mind changed? Did the government of Alberta fuck this up with the wrong Dr. Jaffe getting the job of chief medical officer of health? Yes or no?
1: It would be so fucking funny if that was the case. And it's not inconceivable to me how such a situation could occur.
2: Yes or no, Hogan?
1: No, I, I I think that the argument I made, the one that was for the purposes of this exercise, the lie that she would tell is the truth that she wants to have somebody moderate. She wants to have somebody mainstream. She wants to have somebody with credentials because she's trying to balance out what is going to be a wild ride this fall in healthcare. And she doesn't need the unnecessary fight over the chief medical officer of health being some sort of vaccine denier or being somebody who was opposed to lockdowns. That's not the fight that she needs or wants. And you're going to see the big dramatic, arguably, depending on where you sit on these issues, scary changes to healthcare, Coming in two weeks, not today. The intention was never for them to be today. Carter, did they fuck this up?
2: Oh yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> this is the wrong Javi, and uh <laughs> they know it. He knows it. It's uh it's gonna be quite the scandal. Quite the scandal.
1: We're
0: gonna leave it there. That's a wrap on episode ten fifteen of the Strategist. My name is Zane Veldry with me as always, stephen Carter, Corey Hogan. And we'll see you next time.
1: So there is a third possibility we didn't talk Are we about.
2: You, we know. did forty five oh, minutes God, on this, and there is a third possibility we didn't talk about.
1: Is a third?
0: Could a third this one? Could this one be real? Could this one be real though, Corey? Uh,
1: I, I, mean, it's probably got as much of a chance of being real as the other one. <laughs> okay, okay. It, if if the I land on a possibility, <laughs> is this that whole conversation we had?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh shit. Did this happen? Did this not happen? Yeah. Occurred before the announcement. They had offered Mark Joffe the job. Accidentally, they realized it at a certain point in the process. Maybe when he sat down with the premier, and they're like, "Holy fuck, this is really embarrassing. What do we do here?" And they decided we stay the course, and we stay the course. Uh, almost, they talked themselves into the argument I made. That's also a possibility.
0: Is there anything that you see that like makes you think this could have been like more probable?
1: More probable, no, but I think it resolves some of the issues without being an absolute clown car because I do think that it's inconceivable to me that it gets all the way through the process like again, like if you're Mark Joffe, you're gonna you're a senior person at Alberta Health Services, you're gonna take the job of Chief Medical Officer of Health with all of the conversation, knowing that Dina was fired from that job. you're gonna do that without talking to the premier first yeah, but it's it's hmm. impossible to me that there no. weren't some steps like that. Or somebody I, think, would have realized I so. think
2: it's entirely possible that he, he just spoke to the Minister of Health, right? The Minister of Health is the person who is responsible. Without
0: speaking to the Premier, you mean? Yeah,
2: and the Minister of Health just, you know, goes to the, to the, to the office of the Premier and says, yeah, we've, we've decided for Dr. Jaffe. And they write up the release. They send the release. Like, I think your timing is off. Like, I just, I don't see a moment well, where they come in and the Premier's office is making this decision. Yeah. Or, you know, they, they've think, signed off on it early is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I don't want to fuel this fire, but I did note in the government news release, no quote from Premier Smith. The quote was only from the Minister of Health. See? So hmm. what
2: you're basically saying is that at the end of the podcast, I was right.